0: Welcome to the Get Healthier podcast with Rena Jadhav, who's on a quest to uncover breakthroughs and cures in living longer, healthier, and happier. Genetic testing, stem cells, rat and Talking to Silicon Valley geniuses and the best doctors in the world about the hottest products and programs to make you live an amazingly joyful life. Are you ready? Now, here's your host, Rena. Hi, everyone. I am so honored and so thrilled to have Naveen Jain. He's driven to solve the world's biggest challenges through innovation. He's the founder of several successful companies, including Moon Express, Viome, which is what we're going to talk about today, Blue Dot, TalentWise, Intellius, and InfoSpace. He's the trustee of the board of the XPRIZE Foundation, where he's focused on using incentive prices to find solutions to many of society's challenges, he, in fact, this is dear to my heart, launched a million-dollar women's safety X Prize to empower women around the world. Uh, another amazing, Naveen is also on the board of Singularity University, where he is focused on educating and inspiring leaders to address humanity's grand challenges. He has been awarded so many honors, too many to list. <laughs> but with that said, just a few the Most Inspiring Entrepreneur, Top 20 Entrepreneurs Lifetime Achievement Awards, Albert Einstein Technology Medal, and of course, the Ernst & Young Entrepreneur of the Year, Naveen, welcome. It's truly an honor and a privilege,
1: Rina. It is an absolute my pleasure to be on your show because I have read your journey, and I think it just it's amazing to see what you as an individual has accomplished, uh, not only as a professional but also taking charge of your own health. And I'm just I'm going to share our stories together.
0: Thank you so much. Yes, as you know, with my gut issues, I am you know so delighted and grateful to an executive like yourself that has taken time, very precious time, limited time to address the gut. So let's start at the beginning. Why the gut, Naveen? Yeah, you know, to some extent, Reena, you know,
1: I just said, I am not a scientist, I'm not a doctor. And a lot of people would say, oh, in that case, why would you be doing something around health? What is really fundamentally the you know, comes down to is that once you are an expert at something, you are able to only improve it incrementally by 10% or 15%. If you want to challenge and disrupt an industry, it is coming from outside that industry and challenging the foundation of everything that experts have taken it for granted. Unless you're able to do that, you'll never be able to change the industry from a ground up. So for example, in our medical system, even to date, we are taught, so if you're graduating from medical school today, we are taught that, Our human body, the healthiest human body is the sterile human body. That means completely devoid of all of the bacteria and viruses. And it's our job, if we see them, kill them. So it's a war against bacteria and viruses. It turns out that if you look at the human, uh, we as an organism... There are more bacterial cells inside our body than the human cells. And if you look at from the gene expression perspective, the human DNA only produces 20,000 genes. And our bacterial and viral cells and the fungi and yeast and the mold, these microorganisms in our gut, they produce 2 million genes. Think that for a second. We are less than one percent human so we are walking talking ecosystem and it's not about us versus them it is us and them in a symbiotic relationship and you know i'm gonna tell you rena that one day i was thinking about how do i you know explain this what's going on inside our body and how did it get created and Mm -hmm. i came up with this idea one day a dream that you know Bacteria and viruses have been on this planet Earth for you know three and a half or 4 billion years. Mm -hmm. And the humans are only about, give or take 200,000, 250,000 years ago is when humans got created. Mm -hmm. So I wonder, about a million years ago or so, I wonder if all the bacteria and viruses got together and say, you know, we're just sick and tired of living in this local society. (laughs) We should just take over the world. And they all said, you know, that sounds like a good idea. What do you think we should do? And they say, what if we can create something
0: Mm.
1: that can carry us around Mm-hmm. and we all we have to do is keep this thing healthy and I love it run around and feed us everywhere <laughs> they're gonna go out and go everywhere they're gonna poop everywhere they're gonna spread us around and we're gonna just take over the world <laughs> <laughs> and they created humans like <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know from a I na- love it <laughs> so from a nature's perspective really you know we are a carrier for yeah. microorganisms and you know this symbiotic relationship that I was talking about you know in seriousness what it really means is that to large extent microbes in our gut keep us healthy so I think I'm going to see something that I think most people are going to be surprised and I think you and I will say of course right yeah. every single chronic disease the symptoms may look different but the underlying cause is the same. So whether the chronic disease is called Parkinson's disease or Alzheimer or autism or depression or anxiety, or you call it diabetes or obesity, or you may call it autoimmune diseases, IBS, IBD, all kinds of issues. These are the symptoms that we see when our gut is out of balance. That's right. Imagine when the you know, uh, Hippocrates two thousand years ago said, right. "All disease start in the gut," and somehow our medical profession forgot that. In fact, he was so far ahead that we finally coming back to it. Mm-hmm. You know, which says that you know he said, "One man's food is another man's poison," mm-hmm. and he said, "Let the food be thy medicine. That's Let right. thy medicine be the food." And now. You know, 2,000 years later, we started Wyoming. What do we say? It's all about personalization. Mm -hmm. There is no such thing as a healthy diet. Mm -hmm. What's healthy for you is not healthy for me. And what's healthy for me today won't be healthy for me, uh, you know, three to four months because your body is constantly adapting and changing, right?
0: That's right. The
1: point is we're coming back to what we learned. That's right. Now we are able to scientifically show you why, but there's nothing that we are saying that we didn't know four thousand years ago. Remember, I mean, Rina, you and I can talk about Ayurveda. I mean, Ayurveda right. it is a science that clearly says that each one of us are unique, and there, there is no such thing as one right diet. And they come That's back right. and say, "This diet is for you. This diet is for you." And by the way, your diet will constantly change.
0: That's right. Constantly based changing. on the on the seasons, based on the stage of life. Based. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely.
1: And now we, we do the same thing scientifically.
0: Oh, we're attempting to, right? And I think that's where biome comes in. Yeah. We, I think we tried in our healthcare system to create a one-size-fits-all in order to scale, in order to, um, I think, commercialize medicine. And I know I'm going to get into trouble, and I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of emails with that. No, not every doctor wants to be commercial, but I think as a system, we have tried to systematize medicine to a point, which is what we've been doing with other industries, and it works with other industries.
1: Well, actually, it doesn't work with other industries either, because, you know, mm-hmm. fundamentally, if you look at the reason I started this company was, you know, as you and I were talking briefly that my other company that I'm working on is Moon Express, which is a company that is the only company in the universe that has permission to leave Earth orbit and land on the moon. So it's literally uh, a moonshot. And the idea was that, you know, what do you do as an encore after you do the moonshot? You know, what about we can look at education or healthcare? And the reason I mentioned that is if you think about the other industry, the problems are very, very similar. Mm -hmm. Our education system was designed to teach us skills, and we could use those skills for the rest of our life. And life was wonderful. Mm-hmm. In the world of exponential technologies, everything that we learn becomes obsolete every four to five years. Right. That means by the time we graduate, the things that we have learned are no longer applicable. So even though they designed the education system as a industrialized education system that we need 20 of these things, accountants, we need 50 of these uh, mechanics, and we need 60 of these middle-class people Mm -hmm. to manage. And it didn't matter, they were called, uh, you know, John or Paul or David, we just needed them, and that system worked really well, Mm -hmm. until skills are no longer valid by the time you graduate. So we have to rethink the whole education system. Completely. Right? That Completely. Means no longer skill based. And right? it has to
0: be personalized. And you're exactly. right. There's, there's another industry that is exactly. desperately in need of a student by student based personalized curriculum. And I think Khan Academy is attempting that, but slow. The changes. Yeah. And the
1: problem with the Khan Academy, again, is the same thing. It's not personalized enough how you learn. Yes. So imagine if you learn experimentally, you learn graphically. It needs to, the education system needs to adapt to how you learn rather than you adapting to how teacher is teaching, right? Absolutely. Is that
0: your next venture?
1: uh, Yes. (laughs) So here's actually honestly... My goal is that if I can fix the healthcare system in the next three to five years, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to go out and fix the education system. And if one of your listeners is listening and taking the advice, and if they are able to fix the education system, we got other problems to solve. Creating Mm -hmm. the abundance of food, creating Mm -hmm. the abundance of energy, creating the abundance of land, Mm -hmm. then we really have to do all of this stuff. The bigger the problem, bigger the opportunity. Absolutely. Now, now come back to the answer of the healthcare system. What is going on in our healthcare system is our healthcare system was designed for the times when people were dying from infectious diseases. Right. So they industrialized a system that says, let's take care of the acute care. People are infectious. People have infection. Let's give them things that will get rid of this infection. And that system, just like education system, worked amazingly well. And just like in our education system, since it's failing us, what do we have is a chronic unemployment. Yes. And what's happening in our healthcare system is that the thing that was supposed to cure us is the largely responsible. The antibiotics have become largely That's responsible right. to create these thing called chronic diseases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are these chronic diseases? These are the diseases that we see, uh, which are basically caused by the chronic inflammation and the chronic inflammation is caused by the imbalance of our microbiome releasing the toxin and the enzymes and the metabolites in our body that are changing the gene expression that are causing the immune system not to know what to do and mm-hmm. the inflammation is the one thing that body does when it doesn't know how to kill the things that it sees.
0: right that's right. right and it starts to attack itself
1: is exactly what's happening. So, you know, point is one of, you know, our healthcare system to large extent has lost its purpose. It was designed to help cure us as humans. Mm -hmm. And now it has become parasitic, right? In a sense, Mm -hmm. if I may say so, Mm -hmm. our healthcare system is, is no longer designed to make sure that we don't get sick because if you are a patient and if you don't get sick then your doctor is going to be sick because he doesn't make <laughs> yes, anymore, right? Yes,
0: right? yes
1: yes yes right. yes our pharmaceutical companies are designed to take advantage of our chronic diseases that's right right because to them that's it's where a the money is it's a subscription mm-hmm. business right that's right forever forever for so one of the pharmaceutical company CEO, Rina, said on a conference call, on his earnings call, he says, the best drugs that we develop are the drugs that people have to take for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. So imagine what he's saying. He said the best drugs we do are the ones that don't cure anything but keep mm-hmm. you sick.
0: Mm-hmm. We want a sick nation. I mean, that's the gist of it. We need a sick nation to fund the yeah. next quarterly report. And in fact, I don't know if you've heard this, but now they're starting to prescribe things prophylactically, like you don't have heart issues, but we're going to prophylactically give this to you. And it's been approved. So you may go in healthy to the doctor. Oh, and the ranges have changed. Yeah. So that, oh, you weren't in the range yesterday for the statin, but today we can put you on it. And you know what? Prophylactically, we're going to make you healthier. Well, that's not true. Because if you look at the side effects of these drugs, they're going to create new chronic illness in you. Absolutely. Remember, the drugs are simply suppressing the symptom.
1: They're Mm -hmm. not curing anything, right? And creating new symptoms. They're creating real new issues. And you know why they create the new issues? Because they have a drug for every new issue. That's right. Of course. The whole idea. It's a great strategy. I mean, the whole idea of healthcare system is, you know, you take a certain group of symptoms and randomly call that a disease, right? Mm -hmm. And -hmm. once you call something a disease, you get an insurance code for it and Mm -hmm. there is a drug for it. And they don't really care that underlying cause for the same symptoms may be very, very different.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And, oh my God! You know, just really, really, uh, how would I say? Ticks me off. <laughs> it yes. Me that how this you know medical system is uh, actually taking advantage of people. You know, I tell people when you are sick, you are helpless and you are hopeless. And the minute you feel helpless and hopeless, someone is going to victimize you. And that today is your healthcare system. That's so very true. I decided that when I'm going to start this, when I started Wyoming, I say, I'm not going to work with the system. I'm mm-hmm. going to go around the system directly to the people who are actually need help. Okay. And the idea is, what if we can create a world where sickness is optional? What mm-hmm. if you and I have all the information that we need to know what is happening inside our body? And we have information that we know what to do with it that means what action we can take to fix the underlying cause of what is going on and for the first time in the human history we have the sensors the sequencing the technology the computing power the artificial intelligence to be able to look at that and so rena what we did was when I was finishing up the Moon Express project, I started to think about how would I solve the fundamental problem of healthcare. It was clear to me that when I started reading all the science journals, it became clear to me that every single chronic disease is caused by our gut issues. Mm -hmm. And all of these gut issues are fundamentally the issues that we can fix through diet. That means Mm -hmm. all we have to do is understand what, is it that these microbiome are doing in our gut? And the problem that was happening was that the science just wasn't there for us to know what is going on inside our body. At best, you could even identify some organism at some very high level, but that was not actionable. Mm-hmm. So interestingly, I was at Los Alamos National Lab. As you know, is famous for uh, developing atomic bombs. Mm -hmm. So these guys are working on a whole bunch of very high, uh, you know, secretive uh, national security stuff. Mm -hmm. I was there and talking to some of the scientists and they were working on a biodefense project and think about what they were trying to do. They were trying to find out if there was a bad actor and they were to get hold of something biological, how would we know as a nation what is making us sick? Mm. So they developed a technology that says very quickly, very cheaply, what if they can find out what is going on inside the body, what organism is there, how active it is, and what exactly it is doing inside the body.
0: Oh, very cool.
1: Right. And I say, oh, my God, if they can find out what's making us sick, why can't we just use that to keep people healthy? That's right. Right. So I licensed the technology. So we have the exclusive license to this wonderful technology from Los Alamos. And Mm -hmm. I launched the company. An interesting thing happened. When you go out and do something so audacious, that challenges the foundation of what people take it for granted. You are able to attract the best and the brightest people around the world to help you. Absolutely. So I started saying, I'm going to launch a healthcare company with a single sole purpose of making sickness a matter of choice, not a matter of bad luck. Mm hmm. Guess what happened? I got a call from the head of the IBM Watson Group. He said, you know, you need the artificial intelligence. I've been working on this for 25 years. I'm going to quit my job because this is my legacy. I want to work on the hardest problem. And what you're doing is most exciting. And I want to come do that. Wow. I got a call from Dr. Massey, PhD in microbiology. She is a MD. She's a functional medicine. She's working for Craig Venter on human longevity, okay. increasing our lifetime to, you know, mm-hmm. hundreds of years, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she said, what's the point in increase living longer if people are going to be sick? So right. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to come join you and I'm going to keep people healthy.
0: You stole someone from Craig? Oh, that probably didn't go well.
1: <laughs> well interestingly, not only one. I have now six people. <laughs> <that have come. laughs> but my point is, Dr. Yusevich, who was working on this biodefense work, he said, you know what? In my life, this is the project that I could sink my teeth in to get in the hands of millions of people to keep them healthy. So he quit his safe federal job to come Mm -hmm. and join me, right? And that is the amazing thing is when you have people that start, you know what happens next? When you have all these amazing people joining. Magic happens. Well, Mm -hmm. venture capitalists start calling you. What are you doing, Naveen? How come all these people are quitting and joining you? And if you tell them, Well, I don't need the money. That's like raising a red flag in front of a bull, right? Mm -hmm. What do you mean you don't need the money? We have to give you money. Mm -hmm.
0: We want to be part of the success, the exit. We want
1: to be part of the success. And that Mm -hmm. is actually how we ended up creating. We attracted some of the best and the brightest because we were solving a problem that matters. And that to me is, again, all seriousness. If we in our life, we can do something that is so meaningful. That, is, mm-hmm. that will change the trajectory of how humanity is going to live.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: People will do everything to help you deliver your goal. The universe aligns itself to That's make right. your dreams come true. Very true. And I this, see it happen every day. Every day. So people like you who are helping us spread this magic of Viome because we don't spend one cent on marketing because if we spend a one cent on marketing, we have to increase the cost of our service that we can deliver to the people.
0: Right. Right. So, so let's talk about Viome. So give us an elevator pitch for those of the tech folks that want to hear an elevator pitch and how much money have you raised and uh, how long have you been around? So we, we
1: have raised $21 million. We have been around for two years and we launched the service give or take about six months ago is when we launched the service. An interesting thing happened that, you know, I, just from the word of mouth, everyone that you can imagine, Dr. Mark Hyman was one of the first one. When he was sick, he used the Wyom, And he says, tell me what is going on inside my gut. Mm-hmm. And we told him what was going on. Not only he got better, he wrote a blog. And I can send you the link to it that says, Wyom is the most revolutionary thing that he has ever seen. He wants every one of his people to go out and sign up for Wyoming. So, but my point is that amazing things are happening because to, you know, this technology, until we got the license to it to do a understanding of every single organism inside your gut. What we do, Rina, uh, in a, in a Yeah, tell us program, how it works. We, so if someone's yeah. interested, how does it actually work? Yeah, so basically you sign up at wyom.com and as we, by the way, it's very interesting. You're going to laugh at me. Indians cannot pronounce the word we. <laughs> <laughs> Wyom. <laughs> so I can never say why. do you mean what in wium? <laughs> I suppose that's not why that's biome. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: so true.
1: <laughs> so this V as in Victor, I as an in Indiana, O M. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you sign up, we send you a kit. It has two tests. One is called gut intelligence test and one is called the metabolic intelligence test. So gut intelligence test is, you essentially take a swab of a stool, you send it to a test to prepaid envelope. And then what we do is we look at every single organism, the RNA, not Mm -hmm. the DNA, the RNA. And And the reason we look at the RNA is because we know they are number one, they are alive. And Mm -hmm. RNA also tells us that they're num- alive, we we know how active they are. But the most importantly, what are they doing? So we look at, are they producing butyrate? Are they producing LPS, which is going to cause inflammation? Are they producing the other short-chain fatty acids? Are they producing the vitamins? So we look at everything they are doing, not what they could have been doing or who they are. Because what we find is the same organism in your gut could be doing completely different, the same right. organism in my gut, Mm -hmm. just like human beings, right? Mm -hmm. If you and I are together, maybe we can have a serious conversation and maybe four of us, we can be partying, right? So depending on who else is there, our behavior changes, right?
0: That's right.
1: And just like bacteria, depending on how many of them are together, they do the quorum sensing and their behavior changes once they get the quorum, Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And depending on who else is there, they adjust themselves in terms of how they function. So we do that. And then we look at the metabolic intelligence side, which is at home, you are able to just use the finger prick and we are able to find out how does your body digest fat? How does your body digest carbohydrates? How does your body digest protein? And then we look at all of the information that you give us about yourself. And Mm -hmm. then we take all of that information about all the organisms, what they are doing, how active they are, your metabolic side, all of the phenotypical data that you gave us, and then we put that into the artificial intelligence to say, okay, here is what is wrong, here is what is imbalanced, right? Because if your gut is in balance, right. it, you are basically body is at ease. The minute your gut is not balanced, your body becomes unease, and that unease is what we call dis ease disease. dis-ease. Right. right? This is just simply the unease of the body because of the imbalance of our gut microbiome. So our thinking is then, What we do is we make you a very specific recommendation of what nutrients are missing, how you can get them from the food, or if you can short-term what supplements you need. And again, we don't sell anything. We don't sell supplements. We don't sell probiotics. So we only tell you what you need because we have no incentive for you to say, go out and buy these supplements because- we are selling
0: them, right? Right, right. So quick clarification, when you say you're able to identify the missing nutrients, do you actually provide a listing of, you know, Mm -hmm. you're missing vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, or is it more generic than that? So are you actually doing a new nutritional panel as well? So we
1: actually show you that, say, you need a CoQ10 or you need... You do, okay,
0: okay. And how many nutrients do you check for or test for? Uh, So
1: again, we are looking at the organism side. We're not doing the Mm -hmm. blood panel, so we're not looking at the blood panels, right? Okay. In terms of the vitamin vitamin D, vitamin B, we're looking at what your microbiome is producing and how you metabolically, how your body is digesting different macronutrients. Uh, Now, I'm going to tell you something that we don't talk about generally, that in the next 90 days, we're adding some very, very interesting things to our, our arsenal. One of them is From a couple of drops of blood, we'll be able to do what we call the blood transcriptomics. That means for the first time, we'll be able to look at the gene expression of our mitochondria We'll be able to look at the gene expression of our blood. We'll be able to look at all the transcripts that are being expressed in the blood. That means we'll be able to see all the inflammatory markers, every cytokines, every interleukin, CRP and everything. So we know how you, what kind of inflammation you have in the body and how much we'll be able to look at not what your genes are because your genes are not your destiny. It is all about what is Mm -hmm. being expressed.
0: That's right. And why is it being expressed that way? Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. Because, you know, if you look at our human body, everybody thinks we are, our genes are our destiny. What they don't realize is, Every one of us, as humans, 99.5% of our genes are same. In fact, us and the tree, 90% of the genes are same between a tree and a human beings. And a
0: banana, in case and you a didn't know.
1: <laughs> but interesting part is, mm-hmm. our, even within our body, we have exactly identical genes uh, in our hair. Mm-hmm. In our skin, in our mm-hmm. heart, in our lung, and in our tooth. And you don't want the tooth growing on top of your head, right? That's right. That's but right. The difference is what genes are expressed is what makes us who we are. So we look mm-hmm. at the gene expression to see what is being expressed. And it's very interesting is that, in fact, uh, you can ask Mark, the Cleveland Clinic published a research that breast cancer is caused right. by the microbiome. That's right. In fact, it is a very interesting one. And obviously, Dina, you have gone through your own personal journey. Whether the cure for the cancer works or does not work depends on your microbiome. So there That's was very right. research that just came out. It was about immunotherapy, anti-PD-1 mm-hmm. drug, whether it works or does not work depends on your microbiome. And chemotherapy, whether it works or it kills you, depends on your microbiome.
0: Oh, it's incredible. I mean, the strength of our health is the microbiome, it really drives pretty much everything else, including recovery. So, what's and, and you know my point? It's not us versus them. We always mm-hmm. say, you know,
1: it, most people don't realize that gut brain connection that means, mm-hmm. you know, our brain is actually communicating with our gut, and most people think that our gut is our secondary brain. I believe. I think we're going to conclude in the next five to 10 years that gut is our primary brain. And here's why I think so. Just like the olden days people used to believe the earth is the center of our solar Mm -hmm. system. And I believe here's why, if you look at the, where the craving happens, where mm-hmm. the, you know, when you're hungry, you, your mm-hmm. microbiome, in your gut tells you when you're hungry, when they are full, they control, by the way, there was very interesting research. Mm-hmm. They use the micro RNA interference, interference in your amygdala and your prefrontal cortex. That means they're controlling our behavior and they're controlling our decision-making. Right. So. To a large extent, you and I can say they are the puppet masters pulling the strings.
0: Absolutely. Right? absolutely. And a-
1: the motor cortex mm-hmm. simply following the direction.
0: After my two gut-related health crises, Naveen, I mean, I'm completely convinced the gut is actually where the brain is. You know, we've confused. You're absolutely right. We've confused which has the priority. I believe that the gut actually does control yeah. the performance of your brain. And, and so that to be And that's why we have such depression. That's why we are seeing the kind of levels of anxiety and depression. You know,
1: 90% of serotonin, rena, is produced in your gut. That's right.
0: Right? Our immune system, 70% of the immune system is around gut lining. All immune systems. That's right. In that little lining, that one cell lining, which, by the way, you know, one cupcake can go and kill. You know, one glyphosate-ridden meal but can, glyphosate,
1: can make- what is glyphosate? I mean, glyphosate is that basically it kills organism. And when you take the food that is grown with glyphosate, it kills the organism in your gut.
0: That's right. Right? I mean, it just mind We're drinking poison with every meal. Exactly. We're taking poison with every meal. Oh, my God.
1: Oh, my God. You know, somebody listening to this should be realizing that what is it that these food companies, these pharmaceutical companies, and I'm not a, consp- you know, I'm not a conspiracy guy that's saying, oh, my God, everybody's out to get us. But the right. fact is, everybody's out to get us.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. And it's not, I don't believe it's intentional. Yeah. Well, it's not know, intentional. It is you intentional know? because remember
1: what happened, the sugar lobby basically sugar went was after fat yes. and say yes. the fat was bad and everybody moved to the low-fat diet. It turns out our body needs fat, our body needs cholesterol, our brain needs fat, our brain needs cholesterol, right? And we made them the enemy Insta- and the sugar lobby was that all that. And now we are realizing that actual enemy is the sugar, not
0: the carbohydrates, That's not right. the, you know, you know not the fat, not the cholesterol. That's right. You're right about the conspiracy in the sense if you watch What the Health or yeah. Fast Food Nation or, you know, you read yeah. Dr. Joel Furman's new yeah. book. I mean, you read any of this and you realize when I say unintentional, intentional, I mean, their goal is to maximize profits. And yes. and that means you need more customers and you need them addicted to your food. And so they're designing things in a lab for their purpose. They're not necessarily idealistically looking at the consequences of their actions to long-term health of a nation. You know, they're, everyone's just very much focused on what is my next quarterly report going to say? And, you know, how am I going to hit my numbers? And so we've created a science out of uh, addictive foods, uh, maximizing food production and keeping the price low. I mean, we're one of the few nations with insanely low price, you know, 99 cents for a burger. How do you pull that off if not out of a lab? Right. So, so it's- know, I'm
1: going to tell you some, of my journey, and maybe that will help you think about what is it? Why am I doing what I'm doing and why I'm so passionate about, uh, this, mm-hmm. problem, this problem, um, I grew up in India, we were very, very poor. We had no food to eat. We were, you know, we moved from village to village every six months, we had no place to stay, that we called home. I came to United States uh, 35 years ago, 36 years ago, and with absolutely nothing. Didn't he speak the language? I had $5. And, you know, everybody in the society gave me, uh, you know, brought, you know, to some ex- extent embraced me and allowed me to be who I am. And here I sit today where the God has been so kind to us you know, life has been amazingly great for us. And I look back at my life and saying the people who helped me don't need my help. And I have all this debt that I owe to the society. How am I going to pay this debt back? And the only way I know how to do that is to pay forward. Mm. So when I am looking at doing this, why to me had a single purpose in my life, which is how do I get help millions or billions of people to get away from this healthcare crisis? How do we give them a control back for their own health? How do we keep people from being sick? Any one of us who has watched the loved ones go through a chronic disease and pick a name you want, there is not Mm -hmm. any one of them, none of them is a fun, watching Mm -hmm. any one of our loved ones go through the chronic disease. So I took it on myself to go, you know, see what can I do to fix this issue? You know, we, so that, to a cost of doing what we do arena would have been, you know, $3,000 Three thousand to five thousand dollars. Today we offer it to our customers for three hundred ninety-nine dollars. Think about that for a second. We so did, is it
0: three ninety-nine? I'm gonna, just going to check on pricing because I've heard different pricing no, no, and I've seen different pricing. Dollars for the first time and it okay.
1: happens during the year because we want people to do more tests and so they can constantly change and adapt their thing. We offer that for hundred ninety-nine dollars and we lose money on those transactions, but we're doing it because we are hoping that when people are healthy it will essentially reduce our healthcare costs we spend trillions of dollars on our healthcare costs keeping people sick and my hope mm-hmm. is once we fix this problem our whole thing you know society will get better and from my side is that my hope is with volume just like any other exponential technology the cost will continue to come down all right artificial intelligence system is already helping tens of thousands of people that have already subscribed we need millions of people so that right. it constantly is tuning itself and fine tuning for every disease every variety of the things that are happening in the human body so i encourage everyone that who is listening to it if we can all come together and make this system so finely tuned that we can offer this to everyone in the next 3 to 5 years for 10 dollars or fifteen dollars that will be ideal because then Mm -hmm. we can fund it through philanthropic dollars right
0: exactly and and that's the question is how do you bring the price point down to a level that becomes affordable for the common person right so we don't want this to be again something that's uh, you know available because of price point to the one percent we want this to be available to the bottom twenty percent where the the obesity is
1: But look, I mean, look at the cell phone. When they started, it was only for the rich and famous. Right. And today, mm-hmm. the you know people in the Messiah tribe, they have a cell phone. The right. people, people have cell phone. And I believe that is a power of exponential technologies. The things like sequencing of the RNA, mm-hmm. those costs used to be, uh, you know, millions of dollars, they came down to thousands, and we brought it down to hundreds now, right? Mm-hmm. So my point is that our technology has brought the cost down Nine you know tenfold. That means mm-hmm. instead of four thousand dollars it's under four hundred dollars now, right? right? Right, And my hope really is in the next six months we'll bring it down to one ninety nine, it's gonna come down to ninety nine dollars, it's gonna come down to forty nine, it's gonna come down to twenty nine and nineteen ninety five or nine ninety five. But those things will only happen. Uh, over time and as more people join this revolution
0: how do you bring the insurance companies and I mean insurance companies out there pay for a lot of different testing how do you get Viome to be one of the tests that they provide some coverage for
1: so interesting thing is that is a you know to large extent playing with the devil yeah <laughs> the devil right yes yes and the insurance company has no incentive to keep the people healthy because they make the fixed margin. I don't know if you know the how the insurance companies by law, because they are regulated, they have to pay 80% to 85% of their premium back in the, uh, what I would call the, uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of giving it back to the people or, or else they have to refund the money on the premium. Mm -hmm. If they're keeping 15 to 20%, the higher the money they charge, the more money they make. That's right. Right. So they have no incentive to come up with a service that allows people to be healthy. That hospitals don't want it. Pharmaceutical companies don't want it. Doctors don't want it. There's nobody in the healthcare system that says, let's assume we keep Rina healthy and Rina never comes to see the doctor. How would the doctor's
0: family will be fed? Right. But there are tests that insurance does cover, not the LSATs or the the ELISAs. And what I've heard is that they're looking for studies. So maybe share a little bit about how are you beginning to track your studies and results? You can actually put a package in front of them and say, you know, bang on the table and say, this is why you need to cover it. This is why it should be mandatory.
1: If you so again, remember the reason they cover it is because there is a pharmaceutical company that has a drug for it, right? So they do these things so that you can have a drug for it, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody has to pay for it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. From our perspective, what we're doing is food is the drug. Who right. makes money on it? Nobody. Right. So point is they have no incentive. There is no, nobody says, let's blow up this healthcare system. But coming back to answer your question, we have tens of thousands of people. And I'm going to forward you the emails from our customer Mm -hmm. that we actually get better. They feel so good. They lose weight. They have people who have acne, people who have autoimmune diseases, people who have things. Again, I can't make those claims, but our customers tell us that they are in all these chronic diseases. How it is actually, they are getting reversed simply by understanding, following the right diet.
0: So let's let's push down on that a little bit more. Yeah, so please. someone takes a test. You yeah. send out the results. The results come in the format of... Here's our recommended diet plan, here's Mm -hmm. a recommended nutrients. And you know, one thing I was going to say, we're not what we eat we're what we digest. And that's why I really enjoyed reading about your focus on digestion and absorption, because that's who we are. It doesn't matter how much kale you're eating. If your body's not absorbing it, you might as well not eat it.
1: Actually, worst case, because when a lot of people who are on the paleo diet, what happens is they eat so much protein and normally the protein should be digested in the, uh, you know, small intestine. Mm -hmm. When they eat so much, it goes down to large intestine and these microbes for the first time start, not to get these proteins that they're not used to. So they create this new type of organism which is called protein fermenters. And Hmm. these protein fermenters in your gut, these guys, when they ferment these protein, what they release is tons of these toxins in your Hmm. body that are absorbed in the blood.
0: Right. Interesting. So, and do you are you able to test for that? Because you know what? Course. We are a we are absolutely an overindulged protein nation. Look so at all the protein we, bars and collagen powders and oh my gosh, keto so we test for all the arena. So okay. our our test looks
1: at this protein fermenters because that's why I say we look at what they are doing so we know the enzymes they're producing. So we look at every transcript. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Every transcript tells us what enzymes is being produced, what amino acids are being produced. We know in a pathways we know it is going to produce the, L, the you know li- lipo, uh, li- polysaccharides that means it's going to be toxins. It's mm-hmm. going to be inflammatory. We know it's a butyrate which is going to be really good for your body.
0: So actually a protein over protein diet could be creating the inflammation and the chronic illness you suffer from. Instead of fixing it, it actually could be contributing it. And so in your results, you're able to share those kinds of details. But what happens next? Because yeah. I've taken so many tests, mean, you cannot imagine. I mean, I, there isn't a test I haven't taken except for biome, which I'm going to take next.
1: So it's very interesting, Nina. So, what happens is when you people do that, they follow the diet. And obviously, as they start to get better, and the, every three to four months, they repeat the test. And then they go back and say, oh, now I can Got eat it. this. Got right? it. Okay. So, you, you do repeat
0: the test every me. three I'm to four months. Tell
1: you- See, I can tell you my information. I, okay. you know, so I was trying to lose about ten pounds, and I was trying to I'm um, also pre-diabetic. Everyone told me before I, you know, before we had Wyoming, they say, oh, all you have to do is cut down all the carbs, cut down all the starch, mm-hmm. right? Start eating healthy. In their mind, right. healthy what? Spinach, avocado. I'm vegetarian, so lentil, legumes, tofu, and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the first few months, I lost some weight and I thought, my God, this really works. Guess what? A year and a half later, my b- weight was back to exactly the same and I was basically my glucose was going up. I launched Wyom. I was the first guinea pig to go through the test. It turns out the recommendation was I need to eat more than half my diet needs to be the complex carbohydrate, right? I need mm-hmm. to be minimizing spinach, minimizing avocado, minimizing oats, eating wheat, eating everything that I was told was wrong and minimizing lentil, legumes, and tofu. Interesting. Completely different because what was happening was I was eating the certain set of diet that was actually my body was feeding certain microbes and they were growing too much and others were coming down completely screwed up diet because the amount of lentils, legumes, and tofu was all protein and I was having all this inflammation in my body.
0: Wow. So the details are right down to lentils and tofu. So you're actually identifying, are you identifying spices as well? Or what else in addition to the the big so food it groups? It is
1: basically all you know, all different types of food that you can eat. From every single food, we list down what is uh, the super food. Here are the five superfoods for you. Here's Got the it. list of the foods you should enjoy. That means have at least six to seven uh, servings of these. Uh, foods you should really minimize. That means no more than one to two servings.
0: So how are you identifying, so let's say, you know, I go in and get this test done, which as I mentioned, I definitely will be, and I've not been taking dairy now for two years. How does the test identify whether dairy can be brought back into my diet or not?
1: And again, we look at the stuff and saying, you know, if you have these lactobacillus and they are not actually getting any dairy, they're not producing any enzymes. So Mm -hmm. we know what is actually being produced or not, right? Okay. And then we said, well, you really need the you know, little bit more, higher amount of calcium. You really need this. And the best source for that would be, for example, you need to eat ke- a kefir,
0: right? Gotcha, okay. And are you able to test for things like wheat sensitivity or, into, or food intolerances? So we
1: actually, uh, not today, uh, we don't test for food tolerances and the food sensitivities from the perspective of the blood, you know, like IgG and IgE. Because mm-hmm. what we are finding is that many of the times the current, uh, the test that food sensitivity tests are actually uh, for mostly false positive. And let me just tell you why I say that. Mm-hmm. that if you have a leaky gut, by definition, every time you have a leaky gut, every food that you have ever eaten goes out and gets into the bloodstream. And anytime the blood at the immune system sees the thing, it doesn't know what to do with, it creates antibodies, which are called IgG. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you're testing for these food tolerances, you're basically looking for IgG. So if you have a leaky gut, you're likely to get a food intolerance for every possible That's thing right. according to the uh, your results. Right. So mm-hmm. my, our daughter comes to me and said, dad, I am allergic to everything from it's to everything. I said, no, sweetie, you have a leaky gut, right? Right. She went to her GI doctor who is a Western medicine doctor. And she said, my dad thinks I have a leaky gut. And you, what did she say? You said, your dad does not is leaky gut. There is nothing called leaky gut. That's right. Right. right? So I am now, So you know, all I can do is, as you can imagine as a parent, yeah. I am the dumbest human. Of being. course. <laughs> So guess what? As far as she's concerned, she thinks that dad and his old age has lost it. <laughs> He's making up words. He's making up words that don't quite exist in the medical dictionary, right? So, but she trusts other people. Obviously, other people are smarter, right? Right, right, of course. So I had one of the other gentlemen who was practicing functional medicine say, look, our son went through that and he explained, you know, so.
0: And yeah, then- I'm living proof of that. I had severe leaky gut, and a year later it was healed, and that and suddenly I wasn't—I could tolerate everything. You're exactly right. my point,
1: right? Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. So,
1: so, the point is so interesting is that we have all these medical things. We check for things without
0: understanding why they are there. Absolutely. Maybe Viome at some point can start a Viome educational unit to go back and start training doctors that are interested in learning and keeping up because that's so one of the other challenges have doing we have. that
1: Right now, Rina, so we are working with the, you know, the Institute for Functional Medicine. For Mark Hyman, yeah. Mm-hmm. We are working with baster to actually for the naturopath doctors. And, you know, oh, a lot right. of the Western medicine doctors, you know, the, it's, all of our medical schools are funded by the pharmaceutical companies. And all they teach you is, look for the symptoms and if you can identify a disease here is a prescription drug for it right that's right right so name them tame them name them tame them
0: that's right monetize them name them tame them monetize them that's right so let's talk a little bit about someone has gone through the program you've sent them the diet Not everyone can stick to a diet. You know, you and I might be able to do crazy things. Like I went on this 15 month diet with, you know, no caffeine, no gluten, no alcohol. But for normal people, they're like, are you kidding me? That's never happening. So are you providing support? Are you providing phone based support? Or what community are you creating to help people stay on track? So
1: the two parts of things, first of all, we don't really, you know, there is no, nobody's committing a sin here. So what we say is try to minimize this and try to eat more of this. But it's not like, oh my God, I took more, you know, I was, I'm not a sinner just because you told me not to eat avocado and I had avocado sandwich. I'm now a sinner. There's no, no work for me anymore. Right? We just say, you know, next time just don't eat it. Right. Mm. So the idea is that we tell, allow people to say, you know, it's okay to be. You don't have to be perfection here because your body will constantly adjust and adapt. We just don't want to be overdoing something that are bad for you, mm-hmm. right? And to and you know, we also our artificial intelligence system is something called Coach Coach Y, and the Coach Y is your AI. Buddy that is constantly guiding you helping you reminding you and you know we are adding more and more features like you know lunchtime if I see you sitting at the restaurant we can say hey you know notice you are at this restaurant here are the three foods that are perfect for you you may want to order.
0: Oh, interesting. So you are starting to build in sort of what I call a virtual coach model, which exactly. I do believe is the future.
1: And the reason we don't have, you know, we are working with the health coaches, but the problem is that's a non-scalable. If you're ever going to get to a billion people, you can't start something that can't
0: scale. Absolutely. Right? It has to scale.
1: It has. And the only way to scale is to use the technology rather than human beings for it.
0: Absolutely. But there is there are some easy ways, I would assume, that once you've identified for me, as an example, you know, here's the foods, here's the, the yep. yes, the no, the minimize, the maximize, then that'd be pretty easy to create a model of a recipe database that pulls things out and says, so hey, try then. this so for lunch chef. today, try this for dinner. So we have actually
1: we are doing that. So it's going to okay, be in perfect. the next version of our apps called Chef Y that builds the menu for you. There
0: so you, you go.
1: Say, hey, okay. Based on your thing, here's what you can cook for breakfast, here's for lunch, here's for dinner. And we basically recommend all of those things that you want and guide you through that but it's again using technology rather than human beings
0: what's coming next for viome so as you look down the next 12 months what can our listeners expect for amazing things for viome to do
1: So basically several things, adding more in-depth information. So for example, looking at the urine to understand the amino acids and the organic acids, basically all the biochemical activities that are happening inside your body that liver is actually throwing out. So we know how your body is processing different things. So we are adding that. We're going to be adding more and as the sensors becomes smaller and smaller and someday you might even have a nanobots inside your body that's constantly transmitting the information in the real time about as you eat certain things, how your body is reacting to right mhm right so we are doing a complete study where we are building a machine learning model that will show us that we are putting you know thousands of people with a continuous glucose monitoring and you know having them go through a different diet to see and and ma- you know building a machine learning model based on what different microbiome is doing in your gut how your genes are being expressed how your different uh, uh bodies processing biochemically and we're building a model that can say you know what arena Based on the things, even before I do any, uh, just by looking at your microbiome, I can tell you don't eat almonds, even though almonds are supposed to be low glycemic response. For you, they're going to cause a high glycemic response Mm. and high inflammation. So I don't need to do any tests uh, other than simply looking at your microbiome. I can predict what is going to happen to your body.
0: So let's say Viam is hugely successful and yeah. gets, you know, a billion people to fix their guts and become, you know, start living in a world where truly illnesses in history books, as I say, yeah. or chronic illnesses in history books anyway. Yeah. Well, how, how long can we live? You know, we talked briefly before yeah. we started recording about longevity yeah. and given your involvement, um, I've heard a number of 160. You had some very interesting thoughts. So share with our listeners your thoughts on longevity.
1: Yeah. So if you look at the longevity, there is, you know, um, when people, you know, if you go back a couple of hundred years ago, people average age used to be about 20, 25, right? Mm -hmm. So people thought, oh my God, that is really the biologically the body is supposed to die by the time you went, go past your, what I would call the, the, the age where you procreate so once you go past your procreation age at that point you are a burden on society and right. your partner right it's time to go <laughs> it's time to go and people used to die at 2025 and people believe the human body cannot sustain any more than that and you know fast forward here now we are at 80 years of age averages of 80 years and people believe somehow maybe we can double the 160 comes because the average is 80 and people believe we can double it and that's how it comes to 160 but the point is there is no magical number here. If you think about the reason we die, I mean, forget about all the spiritual side of all this stuff, Mm -hmm. is that somehow the cells in our body, either through uh, energetically or biochemically, are either dying And they cannot sustain themselves because the toxicity of all the food that we have eaten, all the oxidation that it has, all the glyphosate that we have taken, all the carbon dioxide, all the carbons that we have been inhaling, all the toxins that we're inhaling in our uh, everyday environment, all of that starts to build up. And basically, when it starts to build up, our body, our liver can't clean up everything our kidneys can clean up everything and slowly slowly basically the function starts to die now imagine if we have the stem cells and they're constantly rebuilding our body they're constantly cleaning up our stuff right we are able to remove the senescent cells we'll be able to go out and get the stem cells whether from placenta cord blood or even using our own fat cells to convert them into stem cells and they're constantly rebuilding and regenerating our human body. There's no reason we could not live as long as we want to live. So we will be, through wyom we'll be living healthy. And through other mechanisms, we'll be living as long as we want. And I may decide that I want to only live to 160. And Reena may decide she wants to live to 320. And that becomes a matter
0: of choice. The ability to choose your end date. I like yes. that. I like that. This has been amazing, Naveen. Yes. Naveen, any last parting shots for our audience?
1: Yeah, what I would say would be: first of all, I want to thank you. I want to salute you for what you are doing. Is really bringing this information to the people because people just don't have access to this information. So I want to salute you for what you do because there are things you could be doing in your lifetime that you know are probably more. Uh, you know, I would say financially beneficial but you took on this cause because you want people to be educated so thank you very much and everyone listening to it all i can say is remember, there is nothing that you can't do. Dream really big. Dream so big that people think you're crazy and go Mm -hmm. out and solve an audacious problem. The bigger the problem, bigger the opportunity. Never be afraid to fail because you only fail when you give up. So don't give up on your dreams and go out and do some audacious thing and change the way people are going to live their life. And someday, Rena and I are going to be saluting you too.
0: (laughs) I love that. On that No, Naveen, again, thank you so much. Good luck with Biome. And for the rest of you, I'm going to see you on our next podcast. Stay smiling. See you soon. That's a wrap. Share your love with a five-star review and get show notes at healthbootcamps.com. Connect with us on Health Bootcamps Facebook and Twitter. Also, don't forget to check out other great interviews and subscribe to the Get Healthier podcast today.